0: May only truth be offered here this day, and may only truth be received. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Have you ever thought or or have you ever wondered what heaven will be like? Sure you have. We've all thought or wondered, but what's heaven going to be like? Just what is this this heaven that we have we have all heard about but we don't understand. When I was a child, I thought as a child, I thought that heaven was just over the clouds. In fact, I thought heaven was on top of the clouds and when it wasn't a cloudy day, heaven wasn't above me. People who lived there, sat around on those clouds, in in white robes, playing harps, and they all ate ice cream all day long. (laughs) I liked ice cream. Shows. uh, And I thought, what else would you be eating in heaven but ice cream? Uh, And there would not be a Brussels sprout anywhere to be seen, (laughs) ever. In heaven. But I thought of heaven in in terms of what I understood at the time. Uh, Heaven was this peaceful, fanciful, joyful place where my every whim would be catered to. Uh, And looking at heaven in this way has been around since since humans started thinking about heaven. But today we hear uh, uh, a different vision of heaven. Uh, from our old friend, St. John the Divine. Uh, Just some information about St. John the Divine. John was was sort of minding his own business on on an island called Patmos, uh, when one day, bam! God sent him a revelation beyond any. Uh, I want you to think of it this way. You're you're enjoying what you you like to do most. Uh, Maybe that's lying on the beach, or doing woodwork, or scrapbooking, uh, or complaining about the weather, uh, or bottling wine, Betty, (laughs) or digging in the garden, Linda, whatever. And suddenly, all at once, in the middle of what you are doing, in a single instant, you have put before you in your mind the truth of what heaven is, like that. That's what happened to poor John the Divine. Now, what heaven is cannot really be comprehended by our human minds in their current state, uh, nor was it fully comprehended by our old friend uh, St. John. So you can forgive him if uh, if he's not completely comprehensible when he writes this stuff down in the book of Revelation. You read the book of Revelation, sometimes people kind of get what am I reading it's a bit confusing because it is the revelation of Saint John the Divine uh, or the last book in the Bible as most people call it is one of the one of the most difficult books that we have uh, to, to read because it speaks in a language that we we don't use anymore uh, it speaks in a mystical language that is hard to understand and it, it needs to be interpreted for us uh, and I was I was given a really interesting way of looking at this, this sort of complicated work, uh, when I was sitting with an old friend of mine one day, and we were kind of talking about Revelation, uh, sitting in my house is strange, you talk about Revelation, that's what we do, anyway, anyway, he said, yeah, you know, Revelation was his favorite book, and he said, it's, it's, it's like a, uh, an action movie, it's like watching the Avengers Endgame, uh, and I was kind of like, okay, say more, he said, he said, yeah, it's, it's, it's all about the end of the world and, and stuff getting blown up and, and, a, and a big fight between the good guys and the bad guys. It's kind of revelation. Uh, and then we sort of went on. So let, let's, let's do this right then. Uh, well, if it's a movie, then let's put some people in it. So let's put, get the roles, right? So uh, the four horsemen of the apocalypse were going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sean Connery, Johnny Depp, and Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Right, they said that's good. Four horsemen from the apocalypse, and the four living creatures uh, were going to be played by Gwyneth Paltrow, Halle Berry, Kate Blanchett, and Betty White. <laughs> and of course, of course, James Earl Jones would be the voice of God. <laughs> but I've gotten away from 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 John's vision now, haven't I? Um, It is is impossible for us to truly understand the details of what heaven is because we've not been there. Uh, You you can't really fully comprehend something that you have not actually experienced. Uh, That being said, however, it it is easy to conclude that heaven is a place that is filled with hope. Uh, This hope is something that runs so deep that if we don't have that hope, then the tragedies of this broken world would have no meaning and we would all be less than human. So today we are given an opportunity to to visualize what heaven is and not just to think of it alone but, but to believe that it is real and in that belief we find the meaning in our often difficult lives. We who are called to be Christians have the joy of, of sharing our message, our good news to the world. We are to be a people who have joy in our hearts because we know that heaven is a reality and it gives us the energy to do what it is that Jesus asks us to do today and that is to follow him. For all of us who are baptized, we have the the promise of a share in this heaven. And it is this heaven that should propel us to action in this world, to propel us to works of love, out of gratitude for what we will be given. It is the hope of heaven that we we all look toward in all the struggle that we have so that all this toil and all this pain and all the sorrow and all the crud of our lives can finally have meaning. The vision of heaven is that which sustains us in this life to do our very best to make this world a better place for all people. So let's, let's look just briefly at, at this vision of heaven. John the Divine writes to us today. After this I looked... And there was a great multitude that no one could count, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, robed in white, with palm branches in their hands. Every nation, all tribes and peoples, all languages, John the Divine is telling us that all people have been invited to stand at the foot of God's throne. This is a a vision that includes more than just a select chosen few. This is a vision that portrays the vastness of God's grace and mercy. It is not just the rich or the powerful or the lowly or the poor or the Christian, or the Muslim, or the English, or the Russian, or the blessed, or the cursed. It is a vision of all people, no matter what, no matter who. And this is an astonishing revelation. It teaches us that we are called to see each and every person in this world as someone who has God's love not because they deserve it, but because they have it. As someone who is redeemed by God, not because they deserve it, but because they are. As someone who belongs standing in that great multitude before the throne of the Almighty. Now here in this place, here at St. Peter's, we have begun the hard work that is bringing about that vision of heaven to the world. In the outreach that we do to, to people beyond our walls, we, we do what we can to show those who are in need, and they need to be reminded of God's love, what heaven can look like. Now we have, in, in, in our history of this parish and in the history of the church, we have touched the surface of that need, and one day I hope we may even scratch the surface. So my friends, in the end, it really doesn't matter if we think of heaven as a place on the clouds, or a place where angels constantly sing, or as a place where we go to eat ice cream all day. What does matter is that we as a people of faith cannot really imagine our lives without the hope that heaven is real when we can accept that in our lives and do all that we can to make it real in the world, then we will have caught a glimpse of the glory that awaits us all. This is the glory of the resurrection. This is the glory that we are celebrating throughout this entire season of Easter. Hallelujah.